You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al. Jerry. All right, let's do this. It's a Monday. Uh, I'm Jerry. He's Al, and uh, we are back for another week. And so uh, the NFL is down to three final Sundays, and that's it. We've got the divisional round coming up Saturday and Sunday. We've got the championship round in two weeks, and then February 7th, it will culminate with the Super Bowl in San Francisco. And I'll be there that week with you guys. I didn't realize, and I forgot, that Metallica was playing on Saturday night. And I, I have to come back for the weekend because I've got work that I have to do. I would have loved to have, if for nothing else, stayed the weekend to see Metallica. I didn't even give that a thought. I just heard the promo uh, coming in here. We well, you know it's interesting that the promo we're running, it's Metallica and opening up for them a band called Cage the Elephant, yes. who I hear I on uh, satellite radio sometimes. The songs I've heard of them are all mellow. That doesn't surprise me. But I don't understand the mellow band into, bam, Metallica. Well, I never, I, you know, it's weird. I don't a lot of times understand the opening acts in 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 concerts sometimes. They they all don't always follow suit to what the main act is. Right. And I'm with you. I'm sitting there saying, you know, if I'm going to see whoever it might be, I want to go see Quiet Riot. I don't want Bonnie Wright opening for her. That's completely extreme. But there have been examples of that, and it it is weird. And I don't know how promoters come up with this. I don't know if they do it because they owe people favors. Remember the Chili Pepper concert, you were introducing bands. It's got to be difficult. If you're an opening band, no one wants to hear you. Right or wrong? Yeah, I, I think this band people are interested in. And I think, uh, but yeah, just two totally different genres. So I wish I was staying. Will you go to that? I would go to that, yes. Are you going to go to that? I, I'm going to try to weasel my way in, See, absolutely. I, I feel like I'm... I like both of those bands. I know I have to come home. I'm actually disappointed in myself that I have to come home, but so be it. Um, yesterday, and we we discussed at nauseum this morning, and rightly so, you know, the Blair Walsh missed kick. And I had brought up the point at 7.30 or 8, I don't even know what time it was, that, I, and I mean this, I want to outlaw kicking in the NFL. I don't mean no team's got a kicker. I mean place kicking. You kick the ball off after, you know, to start the game, after touchdowns, to open the half, and you punt. And that's it. No more of these phony wins. Can you explain to me honestly how Seattle gets to move on? Well, at the very least, they scored a touchdown. And the Vikings scored zero touchdown so oh, that's fair even if we outlawed your kickers the, the Seahawks still would have won I don't that's a very good point uh, we don't know what would have happened on those fourth downs you're a hundred percent right that's fair so maybe they did deserve to go I guess my point is you know we look at we sit here on sports radio and we look at the history of all these games right this guy was great because he won four Super Bowls yeah Dan Marino he was really good he didn't win any Super Bowls though 
had nothing to do with, you know, you got 51 other guys on the team. You talk about the the, the Bills, the biggest choke artists. Did Jim Kelly miss that kick? Now, as a 47-yarder, I'm not saying Scott Norwood should have made it, but had that ball gone through the uprates, we would look at the Bills so much differently, and the whole thing's stupid. They're literally right or wrong. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not excited about kicking. I don't like that. Uh, I loved the, in the Seattle game when the well, not it's going to be sound mean, but when that punter face planted. Oh it. yeah, sure. Because <laughs> they it. don't. Well, they because they don't fit being out there. Because they're not football players. They're, they're kickers. They're they look like normal human Correct. beings, exactly. and then they get face planted when they try to do anything athletic. Exactly. And I'll give you one other one. How about this? How much differently would we look at Peyton Manning? And we already think he's the great one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. And we think Tom Brady is the greatest, right? How much differently we would look at those two careers and Bill Belichick's career if Mike Vanderjack was better, right? Or the Patriots don't have Guskowski and whoever, what was his name um, before he's on the Colts now, Vinatieri. Everything changes. That's why I hate it. It's not, it's not a football play. It's a soccer play. Anyway, that bothers me. I'm glad I got this off my chest. By the way, one other thing real quick, and I know I'm rambling at the – I just saw on Twitter, and I will – before this podcast ends, I will check to see if it's accurate or not. Adam Jones, I think, was on the Dan Patrick yeah. show about 10 minutes ago and said Antonio Brown faked the injury the other night. Yeah. Well, he was saying um, yesterday, post-game or something, that he thought he deserved an Oscar. He did see yeah, I did. he said he, he flopped and he thought he deserved the Oscar. I don't know where that was, but I did see it in articles. Because the Bengals didn't post his post-game stuff. It's hilarious. Brian Monzo, Mike Francesa's producer, was on Twitter saying, how are the Bengals allowing at Pac-Man Jones to do interviews. My guess is that the Dan Patrick people contacted him directly. The season's over, and now he'll get a call from the Bengals. Both of them will. Both Dan Patrick's show will get a call from the Bengals saying, why did you go directly to him? And Pac-Man Jones will get a call, and this will be his one-and-done interview. Yeah, and by the way, this did ha- he did follow it up today with what you said yesterday. The quote, Antonio Brown was not hurt. I know he was faking it. I think he needs a Grammy Award for one of those. Grammy's music, though. Yeah, but this is this is what this is his quote, not mine. I didn't say it. I mean, it's Adam Jones. By the right. way, this guy's not likable already. This makes it just worse. Yes, these are funny. Adam Jones is such a jackass. He's so dumb; it's hard to believe. Adam Jones is an idiot. What a moron! <laughs> <laughs> Those are Twitter responses to the KDKA report of the uh, quote on the Dan Patrick Show. Pretty funny. And how about uh, I saw that Rob Ryan's going to work with Rex Ryan. Yeah, about that. That seems a little fugazi with me. You don't like this. No, that seems like when you hire, it'd be like if I hired my sister to be co-producer of the Boomer and Carton show. She's not qualified to be, you know what I mean? Like, is well, he... Rob Ryan is an established yeah, defensive coach. I, not really. Oh, no, really. He actually was not terrible at the Cowboys. But isn't it strange that he's really the only team that would hire him, really, is uh, Rex I have always actually liked the fact that neither worked with them on another, at least not that I know of. Maybe they did years ago. Who knows? You like this idea? I like the fact that Rex never hired him, and they kind of took their own paths. Here's the thing about it, and I I guess I shouldn't care. Let's say this thing goes up in flames next year. The Ryan family is going to be an embarrassment. Honestly, and think about all the good they've done. You know, Buddy Ryan, for as much of a kook as he was, is a damn good football coach. Right. Rex Ryan happens to be a damn good defensive coach. I, we still don't know if he's a good head coach. Who the hell knows? And Rob Ryan, the last couple of years have been bad. You can't argue it. But before that, he actually had a hell of a career. And if these two go, let's say they go 3-13 and 13 next year, we're going to think the Ryan family, we're going to laugh. Right. Well, yeah, I think this sounds like Rex knows next year's his last year, and he's going to have fun with his brother. 
That's what that sounds like to me. I, you, could, you could make that case. I don't know why I buy it, but you could absolutely make that case. No question about it. Jerry, did you buy a ticket for the Powerball this past week? Uh, well, I was part of Lauren's big group here at, here at the, the radio, radio station. station. Yeah, that was a tough move. Like he, uh, Someone came around to the radio station and was asking us if we wanted in on the office. Was why is it a tickets. tough move? It's two bucks. Right, but I'm saying, you, I did see people say no to that. Yes, I did too. You, That's yeah, a you tough can't move. Say no. You can't say no because if the office wins, you get zero. Correct. And we everyone quits the next day. Someone asked me because uh, Casey Keefe was giving them a problem. He's like, well, I'm, I'm not going to win. And well, what if you do? Well, then I'm out. And so Lauren asked me what I would do. I'm like, well, I'll give him 10, 10 grand or something. You got to give him something. I mean, if you literally are going to pocket, let's say there are 20 people in the pool and you win $500 million, right? So that's what, $25 million a person? Is that right? Ten, yeah. Is it 25? I think I could probably loan him 10 or 20 grand. But you know what happened? They'd go. All he's given me is twenty grand. He's the guy won well, twenty five million. You say that, and I could take that twenty grand right away. Right. Well, some smart people. This was actually I, whoever thought of this was pretty smart. They thought, what if you came up with every possible number combination and you bought all of those tickets? All right. So how many? I don't even know how many numbers are there. Like how many do you need to win? Mm. Is it six numbers? Uh, that's num- a good question. I oh. think it's. Uh, I think it's. Um, Six numbers and the Powerball. And the Powerball. Yeah. Okay. Because you must have the Powerball. All right. So how many combinations? So it turns out there are 292 million combinations. At a dollar a piece or more than $2 a piece. Oh. Which brings the total to 584 million. Right. But still, if it's a billion dollars, it would make sense if you had, this is what I'm saying. If you gathered up you yourself. You somehow borrowed five hundred eighty-four million to get every combination, and you win right a billion or billion three. Right, that's worth it. Yes, but what about the combinations with the Powerballs too? Or that counts? That counts with the Powerballs. Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean the theoretically, is, you're right. You can't do it though. The problem is this: after taxes, you would owe about eighty million dollars. Yeah, I see. That was my first thought, but then I'm thinking, I wonder how that works when you file a tax. Report. I guess you can't take anything out of that because you're basically wagering. Yeah, you know? but I like the idea of it that the that the the pot had grown so much that you could buy every possible ticket combination and be guaranteed a win. Well, I'll tell you what, though, if you, no one wins this time, then that's doable. The odds, right? Well, it's not doable, but in you'd have theory, to have, you would have. Could to you have, imagine walking into your local Seven <laughs> Eleven? Hey, can I help you? Yeah, I need 294 million lottery tickets. <laughs> if you're ready, I'll start running them off for you. Yeah. All right, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, you ready? Two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> you imagine the idiots behind you? <laughs> I like the idea of it, like that someone was thinking that. That sounds like, it sounded like a great idea to me. Yes, it is a good idea. It's basically you're securing the win. I had two numbers and the Powerball, which gets me... Either seven or eight dollars. I can't remember which. Oh, one. that's exciting! You realize how difficult the forget the yeah. Powerball. So Powerball. years ago, I've told you I used to work in a liquor store, right? Yes. So you sell lottery tickets. We there? did, and so I would say I don't know nine, ten months into it, me and the guy I was working with were like, you know, how hard could it be to win the pick three? <laughs> right, that's, that's only three, three numbers. numbers, right? How many combinations could it be? So we basically, I would say, spent a hundred dollars each. We've got two hundred. There's no way we're losing this. We won. We won like $38. <laughs> I mean, it made no sense whatsoever. And here's the better one. We're like scratch-offs. What? Every, one out of every five has got to be a winner, right? So we start with the $2 scratch-offs. 
We figure we're working. As soon as we win, we'll cash in the thing and we'll take the winnings and we don't have to pay for anything. We'll be all good. About $130 later, we're not winning anything aside from a dollar here or a dollar there to where we realize um, we're now working for free tonight. I think we better stop while we're way behind. So my buddy put his $60 and I put my 60 bucks in. It was not the next ticket. But later in the night, we had a bunch of guys that came over from uh, a factory that worked across the street. They used to cash their checks, get a pint, whatever, it'd be fine. One of the guys who come in all the time used to get two scratch-offs. It must have been 10 or 12 later that we had sold. He comes in, and he won 500 bucks. <laughs> that was your it. cash, Jerry. That was, my, was our money. But we were so far in. Here we were. We were making, what was it making? I think it was making $9 an hour at the time. You couldn't keep going because you had to pay it. I only had 60 bucks in my wallet, and I had to stop. And then they won 500 A friend of mine, uh, also in high school, used to work at a liquor store. And he said it was kind of sad because the liquor store used to cash checks also. Yeah, so this, this is very sad. So he'd say, he said you would see these people who didn't have a pot to piss in, as they say. Oh, yeah. And they'd come in. They'd cash their check at the liquor store, which the liquor store takes a percentage. They'd buy a whole bunch of lottery tickets. And then they'd buy alcohol, yes. and they were out of money. Well, here's what we always dealt with. We never took a portion of their check at all. My boss used to say, cash their check. We know they're going to go buy something. So it was a courtesy, but it was only for the factory across the street. We had one guy who was divorced, and I guess because he had so many issues paying his child support or whatever the case may be, it was directly taken out of his check. So here was a grown man in his 30s cashing a check for like $210. He's living with his mom, then buying lottery tickets, and then buying significant amounts of liquor and cigarettes. And you look, dude, you've got like $120 off for the week. Like, how do you live? Very sad. So yeah. that that's a true statement, and I think that happens in a lot of places. Yeah, you see that a lot. Really sad. Yeah. It's and you weird. almost felt bad doing it for them. Right. Like Really good guy, at least, you know, on the relationship I had. Right. And you're sitting there saying, dude, you really need this pint of vodka today on your right. lunch break. But what are you supposed to do? It's tough, man. I, it really is. Did Liqu- you ever think morally I shouldn't be working here at the liquor store? No. No, I don't think so. But, I mean, if on what regard? Like, it's in a case that, like that? You're just seeing, like, all of the sad lives that would come through there. Because most, you yeah. would see a lot of repeat customers. No, no, mostly. It, it wasn't a guy grabbing a bottle of wine sure. or uh, a bring-your-own-wine uh, restaurant on a Friday or Saturday night. You'd see the same people all yeah, over and well, over Yeah, Laird's again. Vodka was a big seller, if you've ever heard of Laird's. And I have not. Laird's, I think their distillery and their, their, uh, where they make wine and all that stuff is actually in Jersey, but there's a Laird's Vodka, white label, blue and black writing. Cheap. You could get a, uh, a 1.75 liter, the big bottle. If I remember, on sale for like $9.99. This stuff, t- it smelled like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. And... Yeah. I, do I ever think I should not have worked there? No. Did the thought cross my mind? Do I really want to, you know, sell this to this guy again? And he had the red face. He was, a, again, a nice guy. But we had people that used to come in for a pint of Jack Daniels every day. We had a lovely woman. She was very attractive, nice lady. She would come in for um, a, a bottle of red wine every single night, which meant it was either her and her husband or just her drinking the bottle every night. I mean, I could, and I remember these people, which is amazing because I don't remember. I'm not even kidding you. If you asked me for details of the first half of the Packer Redskin game last night, I would have to literally sit down, think about it, and write it out. You asked me about some of the customers that I used to see back then. I could still tell you their names, what they did, how often they came in, and what they bought. Right. 
And the guys that used to smoke, they'd come in and they'd buy two and three packs of Marlboros oh, the every thing, day. Right? They are, you'd sell them cigarettes the as guys well. Guys, slow down. You, it's just awful. So, yeah, I mean, boy, you made, you just depressed me. Oh, sorry. Never really thought of it that way. I'll bring you back with a solid story. Cool. Jerry, a new invention that a lot of men could take advantage of here. I like inventions. I don't know if you ever heard of a vasectomy. Yes, of course. And I wasn't sure. I knew a vasectomy was that they snip uh, some type of um, gland in your... I thought they snip your balls. General area. Yeah, it turns out it's in your balls. Yeah. Like, it's in your ball sack. They just snip a piece of the... Um, would you say like the hallway that carries the sperm, right? <laughs> yes, I think that's, that's so. Yes. If you get snipped, you still ejaculate. There's right. just no um, fishies sperm in it. Right. It still looks the same, mm-hmm. but there's just no sperm. See, in I, didn't, it. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know. I if, think wh- that I didn't know if you <laughs> ejaculate. There's nothing there. No, there's something there. I wouldn't know. It still look. You wouldn't know it. See, it's not have a problem already. You wouldn't know that it, that I don't have sperm in there. How can you trust that? What do you How mean? How do you know the doctor did it right? Well, and here's the weird thing. I know somebody, uh, somebody in my family had this done. Oh, okay. And they did it on his lunch hour. I have heard it's very easy well, and quick. I, I would need a month recovery if you're taking any type of snipping to my testicle uh, area. I know two I people a that have- full month off. Two people that have done this. We know one of them. Yeah, we no do. One, no one on the outside would know, but someone that works in this building. And who is that? I'm not going to say his name. Oh. Um, I know someone, and we both know someone. My buddy, who had it done in and out an hour, not a big deal. They have to ice your your testicles down, though, afterward. The other guy, who I will be happy to tell you off the air, said pain afterwards for about six hours, didn't feel right for about a week. Not that big a deal. Had medicine just in case, but he did not feel right for about a week. Hmm. Well, here comes a German man, Jerry. He's invented a valve. It looks like a light switch. That goes, is inserted into your body. Oh, Jesus. That you can then decide per incident whether you flip the switch up or down to have sperm in your fluid or to have no sperm in your fluid. So this guy's a Seinfeld fan, and he basically was taking Spongeworthy to Spermworthy. Spermworthy. Yeah. It involves men putting a valve on their vast deference. And with the flip of a switch, no sperm can come out. Hey, Al, yes. what, what's that switch on your hip? <laughs> Why is it off? Check this out. The tiny valves are less than an inch long and weigh less than a tenth of an ounce. They are surgically implanted on the vas deferens, whatever that is. That's the thing that, that carries the sperm. The vas deferens? Yeah, that's the ducts which carry sperm from the testicles. And it's a simple half-hour procedure. You get this uh, light switch put into your uh, into your body. So you're going to do this? Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm not going to You just said, it. yeah. No, they are controlled with a simple on-off switch, which the man can reach under the skin of his scrotum. So you just reach under your scrotum oh and God. flick the switch. Stop it. Just stop it. I might get <laughs> By with that. By the way, this is perfect for the guy with the bionic penis. <laughs> this would be great. I'd love to control my TV with a switch under my scrotum. I could just <laughs> turn the TV on. Click. Honey, why are you scratching turn your balls? Turn the TV off. No, Click. look, I'm turning the television off. <laughs> I don't... Now... How lazy have we gotten? Clap on, clap off for the light, scratch your balls, TV's off. (laughs) I may be completely, I may be missing something completely. What are you missing? Why does this need to be done? It doesn't. What? But no, just, and and vasectomies in general. Well, because men, you you don't want to have more children. Right, but can't you just 
remove yourself from the situation before that occurs? You can. The problem is slippage. Slippage. Sometimes there is an initial... Well, that means you have no control over your own body. No, you do. Hmm. How do I think? How do I say this? Before uh, the no. volcano erupts. Yes. Is that a good way to put it? I like that. Sometimes a couple of uh, pieces could spout out. Oh, I see. That you wouldn't even know it. Right. Sometimes there could be moisture at the top of the volcano. I see. That just kind of drips out. And all you need is one. Right. You only need one little fish. And I, bang, you've got a kid. I do also love people that are shocked when they get pregnant. <laughs> that are doing nothing for birth control. And they're like, oh my God, I was so, we, she got pregnant. Well, yes, that's how that works. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Like they're legitimately like, <laughs> I, we only do it like well, a couple but, times a week. How is she pregnant? We also know someone that has a couple of kids, just mm-hmm. a couple, but whatever. They're going to have a third. We'll just leave it there. Third kid. And uh, they thought they were finished. And I said to him, well, congrats. Great. He goes, well, I really didn't want to have another one, but it'll oh. be fine. I said, those who weren't trying. He goes, no. And he goes, one time, the whole month. Oh, it was a bad month, only once. And, I, and she gets pregnant. I'm like, oh, so nothing. He goes, no, I figured it was just once. I didn't have to worry about it. As if it's some well, combination of a... Uh, of a, uh, it is dumb luck. Honestly, it, it dumb really luck. is. It's dumb luck. It is. So whatever. My hmm. God. Well, that was a. That, yeah, I don't so know look that, for that switch. Sperm flow switch. Sperm flow. Yeah. You think that's patented yet? Uh, Trademarked? I hope so. I hope you think got... that's a website. No, I think he's got that uh, spermflow.com. Oh, that? No, I think the... <laughs> if it is a website, I don't really want to see it. Well, and you don't want to do it here either because no. CBS wouldn't be happy with the that. The who? Although it is kind of research for work. I mean, what we do, this is work. It is not... work. Interesting. You think I got a ticket? I'm like 45 minutes over yeah. on my meter. Yeah, think... it's Monday. You probably so. got a ticket. Shoot. And I'll leave you with this, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, do you, are you the type of person when you walk into your house, do you take your shoes off? And do you require other members of your family to remove their shoes? No and no. I do. I take my shoes off immediately. You didn't ask me to take my shoes off. Um, you didn't. Yeah. I'll sometimes, guys, well, I will let guys come in uh, with their shoes on because mm. I think it's a little awkward. Just a couple of guys walking around with their socks yes, on. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> Seems a little strange. But it turns out there's been two studies, University of Houston and the University of Arizona. They studied bacteria on the bottom of shoes. Here we go again. And it's filled with fecal matter, of Jerry. Course, Just what? fecal matter. Well, fecal matter uh, on know, the streets, dude, fecal matter fecal in the grass. fecal matter in your bathroom, as and you now, also had a study that showed that. There's fecal matter in your clothes. They're saying that I your mean, bottom of your shoes is like wiping the toilet all no, over your rugs. Not. That's Knock what it, it says. Off. It is not. That's you take exactly these things to says. another level just to freak everybody out so that when they go home today after they listen to this, they're going to go off the train, they're going to walk in, and they're going to stare at the rug and be like, there's crap on the rug. Yeah. I have a buddy of mine that in his house, my house, wherever he goes... The shoes don't come off. He could come in from three inches of snow, walking through the mud on his way in, and then he's just walking around the house. I don't do that. I came up with a great invention, though. I like this. Something you put in a pool that would illuminate urine. (laughs) They have that. (laughs) No, they don't. That's an absolute thing. It turns dark blue. Come on. That's a thing. So you would drop something in the pool, and if someone pees in your pool, it turns dark blue? Uh Well, I wanted to, like... Go bright red like you're at a disco ball. They probably have various colors you could do. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, again, I had another great idea and someone beat me to it. Do you suspect people are peeing in your pool? I suspect people are peeing in every pool. 
Oh. I do. I absolutely do. Only because we had, so like my kids, literally, I make them get in and out of the pool when they have to go. I don't know why. I've never told them just to do it in the pool, and I'm glad they don't. No. That's right. for animals. But um, so from the time they were very little, it was always, oh, get out. Let's get dry. Back in the bar. fine. But we had kids from a baseball team over one day. And I remember it wasn't a lot. Of them. It was like four kids came over. And they were hanging out in the summer. And I remember one day they got over at noon. They ate a little something at 1230. And they were in the <laughs> pool from like 1230 until like four. And I remember, you know, my son got out, and I remember thinking, he never got out of the pool once. <laughs> All day. Nor did he, mm-hmm. nor did he. The other yep. one did. Just urine like, everywhere. They must have. Yes, and you know adults are urine. doing it, too. That's why I thought that would have been a great invention, but someone's got it Yeah, already. someone's got it already. you got oh, to well. get that. Well, I mean, I guess I could. That would be funny. You imagine you do it the first time, and it's like your father. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's wrong with the pool? Yeah. Come on, Dad, ah. you're killing me. Very funny. You, All right, well, this was a good month. Do you have any interest in this uh, college football game tonight? Zero. Zero. I honestly either. have none. It starts too late. I'm, I will stay up for NFL games. I will stay up Me even too. for Nets and Devils when they're big games. I am not staying up until 1230 tonight to watch a college football game that I really don't care about. Same I mean, Because I don't, I don't like college football aside from the games I do. Now, do you have an NFL team that you'll root for in the playoffs? Like, do you like no. to pick a team? No, I really don't. I don't care. I'm going uh, Arizona Cardinals. I'm I would like for. to see them win. I'm not rooting for them, but if they won, that would be great. Part of me wants to see Carolina win just because uh, Cam Newton, to me, has become very likable the last month or two of the season. But, uh, no, I wouldn't mind to see Peyton Manning win with that, you know, um, you know that uh, dopey arm of his. That's so basically who don't we want to win? We don't want New I don't England. want the Patriots. I had enough of the Patriots. And I don't want the Seahawks. Both of those. Uh, I don't enough. care. I don't care about. I like Pete Carroll. I don't care. I just don't want the Patriots to win. Yeah. To be quite honest. Other than that, I don't care. So there you mm. go. Well, we've kind of petered out here. Well, it's a Monday, and I think it's been like 22 oh, minutes. Right? So I think we've done our share. All right, Jerry. Adios. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show wow! with the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.